good. How are you doing? Oh my god, I'm so good. We have a giggly friend with us today. <laughs> Hello. That's right. Yeah. Please uh, welcome to the studio our guest, Johanna. Johanna. The stew. The stew. The stew. We're in the stew. We're in the stew. Yes, and we are here. Johanna Madranda. Yes. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. it. Take notes, people. Yeah, God. names are important. I just got to save the date for my cousin, and they spelled my name wrong. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we're related. <laughs> <laughs> know me better. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, that is man. how I know where to sit at the table arrangements. I know. <laughs> oh my God, we're so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Now, bagels now we can and finally ice talk. Yeah. Yes. 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 Now we're allowed to talk to each other. We've just been eating our bagels in silence in silence staring at my dog <laughs> yes um i know you through um the little community that we created with a wall yeah because you have performed and you're going to be performing at the january event too. i'm so oh, excited awesome. yes. i'm gonna go to the january one. Ooh, Yay. nice buy a ticket <laughs> i will buy a ticket beforehand <laughs> so we know who's coming yes. uh, yeah and um you were right away recommended to us by about five million people <laughs> from the community and right we now. were very excited to have you i'm stoked to be back that was a great show you guys like I don't, you, how long have you guys been doing the show um since november of 2018 okay yeah yeah you guys are killing it thank you that's yeah. so recent too i Holy know shit. Yeah, but doesn't it yeah. feel like it's been going on for a while yeah <coughs> yeah yeah and I hate making that sound right into the mic. <laughs> I was like editing yesterday and it's like, I cough a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. It's okay. But yeah, it's I think okay. AWOL's a great show. Thanks. It's so good. That crowd was fire. I'm always very nervous. I'm, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a very like dirty comic. So I get nervous with new crowds because I'm like, which way do I have to take this? Um, but that was a great crowd that you yeah. guys gave to me. And uh, it was f a full room. And they were there to laugh. And I love that. And, yeah. I, you know, you... It's you get a lot of people that come to comedy shows and then they're upset, right. you know, and it's like, we're here to laugh, man. Like, I, good for you for leaving the house and like putting jeans on. But like, laugh a little. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. bring some good energy. Yeah. Bring some good energy. We've come definitely on. been lucky with crowds. They, yeah. they usually come and know how to behave and act normal. Um, <laughs> it was really funny, though, when you performed, we had never seen you perform before mm -hmm. or really even met you other than like in passing. Right, right. And. Our, one of the producers, Tom's parents, were in the audience, and they were like, that girl is dirty, but man, is she funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they might be coming to this show, too, and so we're so excited for them I'm to see so you part happy. two. Yeah. Um, wasn't there some, there was like a, somebody's parents in the crowd that like loved Danny DeVito? I don't I know if you heard that story. Is it there? Is it I them? think it might be Tom's parents. Yeah, yeah, I have a joke about Danny DeVito, and they were just like, I'm pretty sure his mom like gasped in the crowd and was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I'm like, so that happy that I made that joke. <laughs> that it definitely was, sounds yeah. like Tom's parents. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was so funny. Oh yeah. my God. So tell us a little more about the scene that you're in. Uh, so yeah, stand-up comedy in Detroit is um, actually growing so great right now. It's so exciting. Um I am one of seven producers for the Independent Comedy Club that lives inside of Ant Hall Ghost Light Building. Um, so we're under Planet Ant, and um, you guys know Darren, I'm sure. Yep. Darren's sure our boss. He's like the director of Planet Ant. And um, basically, him and Bart Dangus, who's uh, one of our producers, I like to call him the head producer, but he hates that. <laughs> Why does he hate that? I don't know. He's just like, we're all equal and like I'm uh, no one's boss. He's just the kindest, like most perfect 
human. So, um, I don't know, but, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, Darren is, uh, giving us this, this room and it's become this beautiful venue for stand up comedy and we work so hard at it and it's such a labor of love and, uh, you know, it is a, a nonprofit. Pause real quick. It's the one on the top Which by one? itself. This one? Over. This yeah. One? She's just peeking. Oh, uh, We'll edit this out. <laughs> Leave it in. They need to know. They need to know Sorry. the struggle. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's glitz this and glamour. Exactly. Never. Um, but yeah, so it's this little back room that lives under Planet Ant. And like I said, labor of love. And it's a nonprofit, just like the rest of them. And it's been very exciting. So yeah, the scene is great. Um, there's more women now than there ever has been i think in however many years um stand-up kind of took a plunge you know as we all know after like the 80s and all that stuff and uh, every single comedy club aside from ridley's in the metro detroit area like shut down so yeah here we are trying to really just like build a foundation and new comics are popping up left and right and our club is is a perfect place to welcome new comics and to welcome comics such as myself who really can't get away f- with like you know i don't know i'm very dirty i'm a dirty girl just like tom's parents said so <laughs> but she's funny as hell but i'm funny as <laughs> but hell it's okay yeah. yeah so it's definitely like we're like the bad kids <laughs> I don't you know, guys that's, are not bad kids. That's lame, but it's, you know what I mean. It's really cool, though, because um, a lot of the people who have performed at AWOL mm-hmm. have also performed at your guys' venue. Yeah. I feel like we have a good carryover between the two, and we mostly got all of our recommendations from people who are a part of Independent. That makes me very happy. Yeah, and a lot of them have been women. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. very into the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Absolutely. And I, know, I see you and Connor Mead all over the place. And she's another one that, that has performed a ton for baby. us. Yeah, she's great. I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, we became fast friends. Uh, she was been doing comedy a little bit longer than I have. Uh, and I was a very weird person when I first started comedy. And I was like, I need to like find the women. Where are the women? You know, so I like found her on Instagram. And then we ran into each other at an open mic. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Connor Mead. <laughs> And I was so nervous to meet her. And I think, I mean, she's just a nervous purvis too. So we were just like kind of awkward. And then we just became friends from like the more mics that I went to. And then we're like, oh, we're the only women here. So. And how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, December 23rd, 2017 was my first time oh, ever okay. getting on stage. And then, nice. yeah, I just kind of didn't stop since well that's really cool that you have such a good rapport for doing it only since 2017 that's awesome good for you thank you uh i think it's like the hispanic in me or something i'm just like (laughs) i need to work at this i'm gonna work very hard i mean it does require like a ton of work it's super duper disciplined like do you go out to a lot of open mics often i go to at least three or four a week wow yeah yeah I'm like working on a new like three minutes right now um, and I have been for a couple weeks and it's been a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, not only is this is it like this art of like you're up there by yourself. It's so vulnerable. Uh, you're giving so much of yourself to an audience uh, and crossing your fingers that things land and um, you have to make fun of yourself a lot. But yeah, uh, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of desk work. People don't realize like you have to get a good clip. You have to email. You have to like respond to things. You have to like talk to bookers. And, you know, people are kind of like, how, how are you getting so much work? How are you blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
I work my ass off to do it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. And I, make, and I meet people and I make connections. And a lot of my bookings when I first started came from open mics and, you know. Yeah. And, and then I started production Well, it's production cool to teams. see people with drive uh, getting into this situation. Um, because there's definitely a lot of people who I even see in, like, the improv community who have been, taken, like, one class and are like, how do I get stage time? It's like, well, how about you fucking chill? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and learn what you you're doing. Gotta do some legwork. Yeah, you, yeah. Gotta, you gotta figure it out. That's awesome. Yeah, so kind of just didn't stop. And now I, and it just you just keep making different goals for yourself. It's just going to keep getting better and better. Oh God. I hope. Uh, yeah, there's definitely, they, they call it the, uh, the sophomore slum. Uh, so once you're past a certain, you know, stage or level, uh, you get into the slum of like, Oh, well I've already done this room. I've already done this room. I've already done. And I think a lot of that is why me, Carolyn Paul and Connor Mead went on this like mini tour to New York city. And we just like tried to hit as many cities in between. And just to like, have a brand new city brand new audiences people who don't know us we like made stickers it was like an adorable little tour we called it i followed it on social thank you yeah we called oh, it i don't know anything about this so like you guys went the, to new york and what other cities yeah did you go? um we hit cincinnati uh philly uh i think no we didn't go to cleveland i have a terrible memory we went to chicago uh we were in new york city for two nights uh we tried to do dc that fell through um <laughs> And then we did Boston, I want to say. Not Boston. Somewhere over there. I know. This was like in October. I have the worst memory. But we but were on the like road. Have a whole new audience. And it was so cool. And now did you guys like book that before and then just yep. like get yep. in a van? How did you guys do all this? That was, um, again, all desk work. It was all of us. Thankfully, we have so many connections through the independent and like people who have come through and done uh, honorary mention shows like just the comedy community is honestly so small uh so you meet a ton of people there you know and then you know that their hometown is let's say cleveland or whatever so you message them and they're like what bookers should we be emailing our clips to to get some stage time in these dates and then that's basically you just book yourself you it's a ton of desk work and you have to organize it all and then it's like well what's the flow of the actual road trip can we and we did like a circle basically because we started in detroit um hit ohio went to uh chicago and then just kind of looped down and over to new york and then back around so that's awesome so you guys did drive yeah lots of logistics we drove yes we um we were supposed to take Carolyn Paul's van, but it took a shit the night before we were supposed to leave. Of course, it every did. trip, <laughs> Carolyn's van sense. will take a shit. Literally. Whatever Carolyn is in the yes. group, her but van like, will take a shit. Isn't that so yes. true? Yeah. Her car is constantly taking a dump. It's like yeah. the truest true. And our stickers <laughs> said "Hell Yeah Comedy Tour" on the side of a van. Like all of our merch was like based around this van. And we didn't take it. And then you showed up in a Volvo. No. People <laughs> <laughs> we were like, these are not the performers I booked. So yeah. Carolyn's car just had a bunch of stickers on a thing that she never got to advertise. Pretty or much. she well, did. We did still like sell our merch here. and it was fine. And it kind of made for like a good icebreaker with new people. You know, we were like, actually, they're like, oh, you're in a van. Cool. How much space do you got? And we're like, actually, uh, yeah, we're like in a lease. It's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a funny yeah, story. Yeah, it's a Chevy. <laughs> it's very <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> it's very you nice. It. You mentioned honorable mentions. Now, tell me about this because I see it all over social media as well, but not sure exactly what it is. <sighs> yeah, I like to um, talk about when I when, when I was a kid, I learned to swim because my mother just pushed me into a pool. Like I was not given any floating devices or anything. And so I think that maybe that A, traumatized me and B, gave me this like, drive to just like 
put my dick on the table. Like I'm just constantly like, here I am, you know, like I do that with every room I think I've ever entered. Um, but and that's how it was with the stand-up comedy scene because I did not know anyone. I would go to, I went to Mark Ridley's on I think like a Wednesday for their open mic, and like a fucking nerd sat in the audience with a notebook and a and a pen, and I was like, oh, this person's good. I'm gonna find them on social media because I started my own pro- production company before I even became a good stand-up. Because <laughs> I'm drive. insane. Like I'm just an insane person. I think that's cute. No, I think yeah, that's awesome. you know, I was just like. <laughs> I'm going to meet friends by like giving them stage time and I'm going to find bars that will like let me run a comedy show and and now it's just grown into we just booked our fourth uh fourth bar. So we it's just a honorary mentions productions is a pro- comedy production team uh ran by women, uh, me Mandy Stark and Lindsay Rendell, co-founded with me and my friend Kate who uh just kind of back down. She was like, this is a lot of work. I got to go, you know, but God <laughs> love her, you Kate. know, there's, God, always there's always a Kate. There's always, there's always a, a van. Carolyn. Yeah. There's always, there's always Kate. There's always a van and they both take a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally true. Um, but yeah, so it's, I'm proud of it. It's my first baby. Um, it did kind of get a little buried when we first started the independent just cause we had to put so much work into that. Right. But luckily I have Mandy Stark who is, amazing and uh totally took care of my first baby as if it was her own so that's awesome it lives and uh it's a lot of fun and we run sneakers pub we run trixie's bar those are both monthly shows and then we just got a gig um for savant detroit in midtown and then fort street gallery in downtown detroit that's so cool so and it yeah. really says a lot about you as a person that you may have thought you were like a little dork in the audience taking notes, but like those things really do like move you forward. And yeah. you started a production company and now you're one of the producers of a comedy club in Detroit. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. awesome. It's pretty fucking cool. I, I love it so much. I am also a part of 313 Comedy and that's, <laughs> y'all are like, does this bitch ever stop? No, um, keep plugging. No. Keep going. <laughs> You don't need to do the show. Just tell us what you're doing. Uh, But yeah, yeah, um, 313 Comedy is at Detroit Shipping Co. And that's every Sunday at 8 o'clock. And it's always free unless we have a headliner. And we have a headliner come through. I want to say every like three to four to five months, we have a really cool headliner. Like we had Lisa Traeger come through. She's been on Netflix, The Degenerates. Um, Yeah, we've just had like Jeremiah Watkins, who is... uh, a regular at the comedy store he's like a part of the kill tony family and it's been really cool so those are paid shows but other than that like tonight we have um ron taylor who is about yeah. to be on bilbers the ringers on comedy central he's a uh, detroit you know born and raised moved out to la years ago and is now just doing major major things but he's going to be on our lineup tonight and it's like how cool that you have that's this awesome. free show in detroit really cool. where you can see some really dope comics so that's so cool yeah yeah, yeah. but everyone take a page out of johanna's book and <laughs> literally take it out of her notebook she's writing down people's <laughs> social media i'm stalking <laughs> you on the internet page. yeah copy it send she's it to me i got an extra pen you could borrow yeah she's very prepared no but that really that is honestly so those are like some of my favorite traits of people i'm like oh you're very organized yeah. and driven you're mm-hmm. a person that yeah. attracts other people because you're actually doing stuff yeah. and get out there fun. don't be afraid to be the girl in the audience with a fucking notepad and yeah learn how to do yeah i have so much respect do. for that i'm more of like a wallflower and i like to yeah. just like sit back and observe for a while whereas it sounds like you kind of just like 
yeah. jump right in. Yeah, it's that's literally. Awesome. That's so. a great trait to have. Should we yeah. jump in? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> All right. Let's jump in. Yeah, we in. should just jump right on in. Um, okay, so our first of our three pillar segments okay. is called The Sprout. <gasps> the the sprout. sprout. So cute. Uh, yes. Yeah, and that's like uh, childhood to 18, like any formative memories or moments. Embarrassing, okay. serious, funny, funny, whatever you got. What we've, comes we've to mind? We honestly had just such a plethora of things. There's no right or wrong. Oh God, I was such a weird kid. I I, w- I was born in Peru, so I Spanish was my first language, and I went into kindergarten not really knowing much English. And when did you move to the United States? When I was two, but I was like living at home with a bunch of Spanish-speaking people, and I was like an only child and. Spent a lot of time with adults. <laughs> Weird. But, Me too. Um, did you? Yeah. Okay, cool. But none of that my makes... adults spoke Spanish, so yeah. you, you were ahead <laughs> of the game on me. Yeah. Um, but I went to kindergarten in Waterford, and this was a very weird... This is kind of a sad story, but again, I think it made me who I am. So, but um, I couldn't really speak English, and it was time to like play popcorn or learn to read time or whatever the fuck was happening. And I couldn't pronounce the English words and the... like. <laughs> entire class was laughing at me including the teacher horrendous this is is the 90s baby oh yeah Yeah. it was it was real bad they were all laughing at me and the teacher was like laughing but like trying to hold back her laughter she was just like this horrendous woman i will never remember her name but i remember her face (laughs) and it's not a good face it haunts me in my dreams but yeah um i was very strange i Kind of well, I did end up clearly learning English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, enough uh, traumatic games of popcorn in here. I yeah, have perfect English. If anyone asks, how do I learn English? Play popcorn and be laughed. Get bullied by a bunch of people, and you'll pick it up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I remember being obsessed with um, uh, fuck the. I'm totally embarrassingly drawing a blank, but it's it was a. Uh, the three, I want to say TLC. TLC, right? Is that? TLC, yeah, Left that's Eye, All Left Them. Left Eye, All mm-hmm. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, Tender Loving Care. What am I? <laughs> is it, it's a channel. I'm a little hungover and kind of stupid. So, uh, but yeah, I was obsessed Baby with girl, them. Baby girl, you are in good company. Hell yeah. Uh, but I was obsessed with them. I'm also hungover and kind of stupid. Yay! Aww. I'm so happy. I wish I was hungover, but I am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but I was obsessed with them and I was uh, obsessed with left eye the most. And so I would show up to like kindergarten and first grade with um, half of my face covered. <laughs> and uh, there's a photo of me like sitting in a bathtub reading a book. I think the book was like upside down because I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know English. And uh, I had like half my face covered because I loved left eye. That's I don't know. That's a weird story. But that's what came to mind when you guys. were. I like, love that <laughs> TLC brought you into English. Like how <laughs> weird, you know? No, I, that's absolutely perfect. I loved hip hop at a very young age. Like I could rap all the like Jay-Z songs when I was seven. It was very weird. Isn't that weird? You're no, staring I at me. I think everyone's got their like thing, you brings know. Brings you into the into the mix, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my mom learned English by watching TV. Uh huh. So I don't know. I guess I like learned English by listening to Jay Z and getting laughed at. So. So you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. So about what age did you start to learn English? Did everyone in your home start to learn it with you, or? Um. 
Pretty much, yeah. My mom. Well, my mom knew what English when she came. So in Peru in the 90s, there was a lot of um, terrorism happening at the time. And my mom was a banker and banks were um, getting like blown up basically left and right. So, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this is the story that I've been told, but there's also stories of like her smuggling cocaine to Hawaii. So, you know, who knows what's true. It could be Pick your own tale. <laughs> it could we be don't a care. number of things. <laughs> choose your adventure. Yeah. Choose your adventure is right. Uh, but yeah, so she was telling me that we moved here because of terrorism. But uh, my and then aunt, did you guys move straight to Michigan? We moved to LA. My aunt was the first of our family to move to the United States, and she was going to be a model in LA. She moved to Hollywood. She Hello. was gorgeous, and she did get a lot of work. Uh, but she never ended up, you know, becoming famous or anything. But she ended up. Did meeting. she ever sit in an audience with a notepad? <laughs> That's what she was missing. Uh, That's the missing I think link. so. You need yeah. to go back and tell her to yeah, start again. I will. I will. Uh, she met my uncle Jim out there, who he's from Michigan, worked for Lear, which is a GM company. They fell in love, and he was like, Move to Michigan with me. And she was like, I'm not coming to Michigan with you unless I can bring my whole family. And that's how I ended up in Michigan. Oh my God. I yep. love that. And they were boyfriend and girlfriend for like a decade. And they finally got married in Peru and it was a beautiful wedding and they got married on my birthday because they're like obsessed with me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, here we are. And now I'm sitting on the floor drinking iced coffee with you guys. And we've completely gone 360. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's so cool. I had a lot of weird stories. I was a really strange kid. Like I said, only child. Didn't really know how to play with people for a while. So do you feel like you kind of maybe, uh, was it a situation where you were learning English in school and then you would like come home and then teach your family what you were learning? No, or no. Or were they also so going I, to classes and so stuff? So my mom and my aunt and then they became really good friends with a Chilean and a Brazilian woman out there. So they all like spoke Spanish. Well, I should say Brazilian Peruvian. So she wasn't speaking Portuguese. She was speaking Spanish. But anyway, uh, they developed a family with them. We, I think at one point we all lived under one roof. Um, and then I had my cousin. Thank God I had a, another child around. But uh, but yeah, so <coughs> they all spoke Spanish. They had And they were living in L.A. So it was a lot of Spanish speaking. Right. You know, right. They were surrounded by that all the time. But that's when my mom started li- learning English from the television was when she lived in California. So she, but then she spoke very like broken English when we moved to Michigan. So there was no way she could like teach me English, you know. And it was a lot. My entire life, even to this day, she speaks to me in Spanish and I respond in English. But once she like put me into like, you know, English speaking schools, that's when I really started. So I would say like from the traumatic event of everyone laughing at me in kindergarten and then first grade. Uh, by by first grade, I like was there. I was like fluent because I was basically forced to talk the language and like right. children pick up languages so quickly. exactly so quickly, yeah. exactly so that's yeah. so cool I so do you know any other languages besides spanish i wish do you, no. you said portuguese do you know portuguese as i well? don't know portuguese um my aunt my aunt who is really just like my mom's best friend who became my aunt i've known her my whole life uh she spe- doesn't speak portuguese but she, her family background is brazilian and peruvian okay so Never got to learn Portuguese. Uh, took Spanish in high school because I'm lazy. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. And why not? <laughs> yeah. But I aced it. Yeah. But even that was tough because you learn, you're learning like Spanish from Spain, you know, and I'm oh, Peruvian. Really? So mm, it's like. Yeah. I never thought about like what 
what they were actually teaching us. I was just like, this is Spanish. I'll take French. (laughs) Did you take French? I did take French. And let me tell you, it was so funny because I was like, why do I need to learn a different language? I live in Michigan. Everyone I know speaks English because I was just young and dumb and 14. And then so I was like, I'll take French because everyone's taking Spanish. And then I moved to Chicago and every person I worked with spoke strictly Spanish. So I was like, really shot myself in the foot there. (laughs) Don't get to use all this high school French. Yeah, right. I learned I learned how to like pass in a conversation through the people I worked with in Chicago. I can Hell I can yeah. say some things about a kitchen, but that's about it. Yeah, okay. and I knew when they were talking shit about me. But other than that, eh, I didn't really know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at languages. No, no, no. I took like five years of Spanish, and I have an older brother who's very good at languages. And they'd be like, oh, "You're Miguel's brother," and I was like, "Yeah, but don't expect." that from me like i i'm holding on by like it's not a family trait that's <laughs> no, just miguel not, it's just michael sorry not me oh, okay so his name's actually his not name miguel. is michael but okay. miguel was like Got his, it. His, his spanish, spanish class uh, name. i'm like well no wonder he's good at spanish his name's yeah. miguel like is he adopted <laughs> well, how did this name. happen you're very white like what is going on uh, yeah <laughs> Oh, but I have so much respect for people that can pick up languages. Like, I wish oh, this was is... the moment in yeah. our friendship where I found out you had a brother named Miguel. Miguel, just <laughs> the one random yes. Miguel in my Irish <laughs> yeah. Catholic family. Your mom's just like, no, he is your father's he is child. Miguel. <laughs> he is Miguel. Nothing's wrong with this. Right. That's great. Well, that is a very good sprout. Yeah. yeah. Sprout in English. Sprout in English. <laughs> just getting bullied into speaking English. Yeah. yeah. That's <clears> so right. fun. Um, So our second segment is the seedling. The The seedling. seedling. And that is uh, 18 to like 25-ish. Yeah. Blackout the entire time. (laughs) I I have so many jokes about um, being a university whore. Uh, I went to Central Michigan University. (gasps) I went to Central Michigan. I did not graduate. What years were you there? Uh, I... (laughs) I was there from 2008 to 2012. Same. Okay. But I stayed a lot longer. I stayed and like partied and worked up there. This is kind of insane. I had this exact conversation last night with my friend's boyfriend who I just met and he went there and then he was like, and then I stayed a few more years in Mount Pleasant. Oh yeah. Yeah. What were you doing in Mount Pleasant after? Oh God. I, uh, I know. (laughs) Chuck needs to get comfortable. He's the best. No, I love him so much. Um, What was I doing up there? I worked at a nursing home in the kitchen. Okay. Worst job ever uh, for a long time. It paid pretty well, so that was cool. Uh, I worked at a McDonald's at one point. Was Um, it the one by the dorms? No, it was the one that when you're like passing Soaring Eagle, it's on Soaring Eagle will be on your left, so you're like arriving to Mount Pleasant. It's on that same road, and it's on your left, right before you. I don't remember any of the street names because literally I was drunk the whole time. But uh, uh, I couldn't tell you what that street. I know what you're talking but about. But you know what I'm talking area, about. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that McDonald's, and that was horrendous. I would party until five in the morning and then go to work at six. Ugh. Yeah, I did that in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. When you're young, you can get away with that shit. I remember one time literally drinking until. 
I looked at my clock when I was going to bed and it was 6.45. I had to be to work at 7. Yeah. Oh, Luckily, no. my work, though, was two blocks away and I was famously late that day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I walked in and I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, I was not in good form Yeah, I can't all. function like that anymore. I'm, no, I'm oh obsessed with getting a bunch of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 do yeah. It. But yeah, if you would have worked at that one by the dorms, it's like I went to that one. All the time. Oh, same. Yeah, all the time. Uh, I'm trying to think of like moments that kind of stand out. I did meet three of the most amazing women that will be my friends until the day I die. Uh, Tell us about them. Central. Yeah, Catherine and Lindsay and Lauren. And we are just this like troop of four women who we like partied our dicks off in college. One of them lives in Chicago. Um, one of them lives in Colorado, like in the mountains. She's like a PR person for like Keystone and Vail and like has the best job ever. She went snowboarding with Steve Aoki the other day because he like wa- needed somebody to like show them him around. And, Must be nice. You know, like she's just killing it. Her and her husband like ride bikes and fucking do. They're outside all the time. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um but yeah, she's killing it out there. And then Lindsay lives in Clawson. They just bought a house and she's getting married. They're, they're all just such perfect. They're like strong. They don't want to have kids. They like their their significant others are amazing men. And it's just so funny because I'm like, bitch, I woke up in like a closet in some stranger's house with you. And we were like 22. <laughs> and now you're like buying a house. It's just kind of wild. And it's so great to have those friends who like, have seen you be a piece of shit and then they still love you and they're like growing with you. Uh, so yeah, they're great. Um, one story that sticks out to me, I came home from class one day, Lindsay and Lauren were in, you know, those, they're like storage Tupperwares, but they're huge. What are those called? Bins. Bins? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, English is my second language, as you know. Um, <laughs> I will help you with storage things. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I thought there was like a fancy word, but okay. Is it like bins. a drawer? They're like those big plastic like bins with... It sounds so dumb. Uh, it's like what you put your like Christmas decorations yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a, a storage bin. storage bin. Like with a storage a bin with a lid. Yeah. It's like a yeah. huge one. But you don't think you can fit a human being in there, and you can. Ooh. And they filled the bins up with hot water and like a little bit of essential oils, and they created hot tubs in the living room. This is a very American thing. <laughs> is it? Is it? I'm okay. Not well, I don't know if it's a, a, a poor American thing, but no joke. When we were children, we filled anything with water, and yeah, a yeah, bin yeah. was definitely in there. Well, they're wait, just wait. They filled a bin and then put their body in it, or just like their feet. I came home and they created spot, like they created hot tub spot in our living room so I like literally open the door and two of my best friends are sitting one bin each and they're in their bikinis and they're like in essentially a homemade hot tub and they have like martinis on a another bin that's flipped upside down they created into a table to be in between them that is fucking brilliant it was so brilliant we need to find bins big enough to fit our asses (laughs) there's no other way to get inside a body of water we are turning this place into a spa as soon as this is over yes uh, so yeah, that, and that was like a frick, that was like a Monday afternoon that they're just drinking martini and I like came home from class. I was probably 2 PM and they're drinking martinis floating in their own <laughs> fucking hot water. And it was just ridiculous. <laughs> they're, hot <laughs> they're hot filth essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to paint a picture of like those ty- the type of women we were, uh, you have to make your own fun amount pleasant. Oh my God. Do you ever? Yeah. That was like my favorite part about it though. It's like, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere yeah. and 
we're all in this together, so let's just do what we can in this dark, cold, snowy town. Wow, that person really brought me into their life and showed me what it was all about. I can't wait to find out more about that person on the second half of this episode later this week. <laughs>